If you're like most of us, when you think of the 80s, chances are you'll conjure up the image of synth music, bright colours, big phones and bigger hair. But this inarguably iconic decade also housed the world's biggest global epidemic since the outbreak of the Spanish flu. Today, we're going to be talking about the 1981 HIV and AIDS outbreak. First things first, HIV and AIDS, not the same thing. HIV, standing for human immunodeficiency virus, is a sexually transmitted virus which weakens your immune system. AIDS is a life-threatening illness which people who have HIV eventually develop if they don't seek treatment. Thankfully, treatment is so advanced now, few people in the UK develop AIDS. HIV was only identified in the early 80s, but has been in humans for much longer. Some people notice no symptoms when they are first infected with HIV, but within six weeks of infection, most people suffer a short illness, lasting around two weeks. Symptoms include a body rash, sore throat and fever. So what are countries doing about it now? Well, in 2014, UNAIDS established the global 1919-90 target. The aim was for 90% of all people living with HIV to be diagnosed, 90% of those diagnosed to receive HIV treatment, and 90% of those receiving treatment to achieve a viral suppression by 2020. Since then, these targets have been both met and exceeded. You can now get a free test at any sexual health clinic, including ones run by charities such as the Terence Higgins Trust. Now that we've discussed the background on AIDS, let's talk about the stigma surrounding it. During the 80s, there was a lot less to reference when it came to the LGBTQ spectrum. The media representation was heavily biased, so with this lack of core education, it's no wonder that people saw being gay as a sin or as a disease. So if we take into account the highly homophobic social context, in which news of the condition first started circulating, then it's no wonder that people were ashamed of seeking treatment, meaning that they would develop the terminal illnesses previously mentioned. This meant that in less than three years, 58 people had died and hundreds more had tested positive. Still though, the government was refused to acknowledge the disease until heterosexual couples were getting affected. That was when we saw the release of the infamous Grim Reaper and Revolver ads released in 1987. Another misconception is that you can catch HIV through any other method than bodily fluids. You cannot get HIV through hugging, kissing, sharing food, insect bites, bathing, sneezing or sweat. Leading on from that, you can't prevent HIV by washing after sex, by having sex with a virgin or by using a contraceptive pill. To protect yourself from HIV, you will need to use a condom in the case of heteronormative couples. Obviously, for couples who are both assigned female at birth, different methods of contraception are used. You can use methods like dental dams or latex gloves. It's also important to notice that chance, to note that chances of catching or spreading HIV is significantly lower in couples who are both assigned female at birth. Nor that if you have HIV and you give birth, it's highly likely that the baby won't be infected. The good news though, is that people are becoming more open to talking about HIV meaning people are better informed, reducing the number of myths being spread. This was mainly because of several celebrities coming forward about the issue. Celebs like Freddie Mercury and Queer Eyes Jonathan Van Ness. Really, the most important thing to take from this is that if you're worried that your friend may have contracted an SCI, HIV or not, get tested. Gaining HIV and leaving it alone can lead to serious complications later in life. It is always better to, to talk to someone. This brings a conclusion to our discussion on HIV and AIDS. Thank you for listening, and episode 3 will be released shortly.